Welcome to episode number 139 of the Savvy Social Podcast. This show is brought to you by Fan Booster by Traject, which is the world's most complete social media management tool. And it's my tool of choice when it comes to scheduling, managing, and especially reporting on social media. Try it out for yourself for free by clicking the link that goes with the description in the podcast show notes. Today, I am celebrating my seven-year business anniversary. It is official, and I haven't done a reflection-style podcast in a while. I look back through my notes, and I think episode 47 is the last time I did a reflection episode, which is kind of like what I learned this year-style episode. So definitely go check that one out for a refresher. But seven years in business is a long time. And to be honest, y'all, I've been saying seven years in business for the last six months. Does anyone else do this (laughs) where it's, you know, seven years, but not quite. So you've been saying it for a little minute. I've been saying seven years in business for a hot minute, but it's kind of one of those milestones where you feel like you've made it. You feel like you've been doing it enough. And then on the flip side, I also feel like, has it really been this long? Can I go another seven years with social media even still be around then. So in this episode, I want to talk about some of the transformations my business has seen in the past seven years. I want to talk about the things that I've learned both personally and professionally. And my hope is that you get some feedback uh, for your business as well. I know we have a lot of listeners who are building their own business and they're using social media as a tool to do that. And we also have a lot of listeners in the same business that I'm in, social media, or maybe even virtual assistants or project managers who are trying to do the same thing. So seven years ago, March 1st, 2014, I moved to Canada from Atlanta, Georgia uh, to be with my husband. Uh, We were dating at the time. And that move was the catalyst for starting the business. I previously worked in hospitality and management. I was manager of a spa in Atlanta and then uh, kind of transitioned into working for Marriott Hotels at the spa there, Marquis. Y'all are in Atlanta, you know where that is. And this move really helped me move careers. I always loved social media. I met my husband on YouTube. (laughs) Yes, that YouTube. I commented on his video. I was like, I like your eyes. And here we are seven years later. Uh, Well, eight years later, I guess. So that move was the catalyst for my business. And when I think back to when I started, I was just trying to make money doing something that I liked. And I think that's what really helped me stick with this business because I like social media and I still do. Um, Obviously, like I said, I met my husband on social, but I've made so many friends on social media. A lot of my friends that I have today are because of social media. I've got a friend group that we've been um, commiserating together over quarantine um, here in Canada. I met them through an app called meetup.com where, you know, you meet up. Uh, yeah, social media, power of social networking really helped me personally and uh, was a catalyst for my business. So I personally like social media. And when I got into this game, I was just a freelancer working by myself. And now I have an agency. Back then, I could maybe take on a handful of clients, like three or four at the same time. Now we're managing up to 20 clients at a time. Plus, I also have the Savvy Social School managing all of that. Right now, we have 180 members. We've helped over 20,000 people since we started, which is amazing and and mind-blowing that 20,000 people have seen my content. I went from working by myself to having a team of over 10 people. 
which is insane to me. I, uh, you know, I'm used to managing people in person from my management role uh, previously, but managing a virtual team and managing like in this this way, total different skill set. Um, I went from never taking time off because it was just me all doing all of the things to now I have that flexibility built in with the team. So this past seven years has been just a really fascinating journey and adventure for me and the business. And so one of the things I want to talk about is the personal development and growth. I think owning a business is one of the biggest personal development lessons that anyone can ever learn. You learn so much about yourself when you own a business. You learn so much about your habits. You learn so much about your brain and how it works. You find the edges. You find what you need to fix. Um, And it really is better than um, any other personal development tool I've invested in. So one of the things that I really learned in this past seven years is that I am not a free spirit. I used to think that I could just go with the wind and do whatever I'd like and wake up in the morning and just be like, I wonder what I'm going to do today and then just go do that. Um, And I used to live like that a lot, but I also realized very quickly that um, I need boundaries. I need parameters. If I don't, then nothing gets done. Um, we can't just sit and watch Netflix all day, right? Or we can't do the opposite and just focus really hard on one project and forget the rest. We have to be able to have structure. And I resisted it for a long time. I distinctly remember looking to hire my first team member and I did not want to track their time. I was like, I don't want to be responsible for your time tracking thing. I don't want to have to set this up. Let's just do a flat rate. Um, And that was because I didn't want to be that stringent. I didn't want it to be like a job where you clock in and clock out. Now my entire team tracks their time. And while most of them are still on a flat rate, it helps us to be able to be accountable for that time. And it's so mind-blowing thinking now, the reason I didn't want to track my time is because I didn't want to be accountable to where I was spending my time. And now that is one of the foundational pieces of my business. It's what I teach my mentees in the Thrive program. It's what I teach in the Savvy Social School for like making sure you're staying on top of all of the things. It has been the biggest personal development transformation I've had in my business. And so now I live by my calendars. I live by my Asana. I live by my time tracking. And y'all, I still have creativity within that. I still have fun within those parameters, but it's those parameters that really help me be able to have fun and be creative. Um, For example, This podcast was a time block, like recording this podcast was a time block in my calendar. And it was an idea that was planned out. If I had not had that, I would not be able to keep up with the podcast. I remember the first year that I was making the podcast, I had to start adding those like it's an assigned task. If I wait until I feel like recording it, sure, maybe at first I can record a whole bunch. But as we know, life gets crazy. And if I'm not feeling like it, it's not going to happen. Now I just do it anyways, whether I feel like it or not. Um, it's just part of the thing, right? Um, the other bigger personal development lesson that I learned in the seven years of building this business is uh, this idea of mindfulness. And it's something that I've been talking a lot more about in the school, in the podcast, in what I do, and uh, how I lead my team. And it sounds woo-woo at first, but stick with me on this. When you set an intention for something, like recording this podcast, being like a time block area in my calendar and being able to do it 
despite whether I feel like it or not, all of that is really tapping into your own feelings. It's being able to understand that your feelings happen and not getting carried away with them. And so in 2017, I had to really examine this. I had to look myself in the mirror because at that point I had, uh, I want to say two team members, maybe three. I had way too many clients. I think I had like 30 clients or something like that. It was intense. And I had notifications turned on for everything. Instagram, Facebook, email, everything was coming into my phone and popping up on my screen. And I was having these like panicked anxiety attacks. Like I couldn't figure out why. Like when I woke up in the morning, I started off like cold sweats, feeling paralyzed. Um, And then I'd open an email. And even if it was just feedback, that was so good. Like feedback is good. It doesn't have to be bad. I would still take it the wrong way and spend hours responding to an email. And just the simple fact of being mindful that that's my reaction completely shifted my response. And I use meditation for this. Um, I meditate once or twice a day, typically. And what meditation does for me is helps me understand my own feelings, not ignore them or push them away. Just acknowledge that they're there. Be mindful of them. And this idea of mindfulness has shifted the way that I do business. So I'm studying right now with one of my clients, Cara Lowenthal, in her program, The Clutch. And it's all about thought work. Okay. Thought work. And what it is, is like our feelings are actually coming from the thoughts that we think. And thoughts are just sentences in our brain. So if I can think differently about something, I could possibly feel differently about something. So instead of overthinking an email or an Instagram direct message, I can just go, that's a direct message. It could be good. It could be bad. I'm thankful that I have it. Totally different experience from that's a direct message. Oh my gosh, it's awful. They're probably hating on me. Life is going to end then panic. (laughs) right? And so it's that level of thinking and that mindfulness that has helped me grow the business. So this year in 2020, when all of this political shitstorm is happening, pardon my French, that mindfulness piece helped me move forward despite all of that, or even because of it. So mindfulness really helps. And if you're listening to this, I I really encourage you to give it a try. And like I said, I have personally been trying to contribute this into the world, this knowledge, this mindfulness piece, because I think it will help a lot of us. It'll help us conquer our feelings like, should we post on social media? What if people hate it? What if people leave negative comments? Um, What if I say the wrong thing? Like, what if I get canceled? Um, What if I don't say the um, appropriate thing? What if I don't say anything at all and I still get canceled, right? Um, So there's a lot of thoughts about this that we have that if we choose to think a certain way about it, we can feel differently and we can potentially have a better experience even if we get canceled, right? So mindfulness, really, really helpful. It's something that I'm definitely incorporating in everything that I do. And in fact, for those of you who don't know this yet, I have a secret podcast, not so secret podcast, that's free. It's called The Social Media Unwind. 
And it is my gift to the world, uh, trying to use the best of the tools that I've learned about meditation and give it to you. So you can apply it to your social media lives, right? If you struggle with negative comments, if you're struggling with some sort of political situation happening, if you just want to commit to social media differently, I've got uh, mindfulness meditations, bite-sized, short meditations to help you with that. All right. I want to end this uh, podcast talking about some of the biggest challenges and what I've learned from them specifically. Um, And I started off with the mindfulness in 2017, which really helped me. In 2018, though, I had one of the worst moments of my business ever uh, in the sense that I lost two really pillar clients at the same time. I had to let go some of my team. Some of my team just left because they saw me letting go people. Um, and I restructured my business. If you're in Thrive, my mentorship program, you would have heard this story already, but I basically was priced too low. I had to increase my rate to cover the cost of having a team and to basically match the level of service that we were delivering, which was totally different than when I started. Um, and so that really helped. I mean, that lesson of like stumbling and falling flat on my face really helped me shift. We had to personally like take money out of our savings account to fund the business. All in all, we survived it. Uh, in 2019, my dog Sterling had three knee surgeries. And we don't have kids or anything, my husband and I, but we have two dogs. And Sterling's a big one. He's a black lab. And three knee surgeries means physio. And physio three times a day means hours of bending his leg, walking him around, up and down stairs, treating his wounds. It was a lot. Um, And in 2019, um, we spent a lot of time with him doing that. Three knee surgeries. Basically, he tore his like similar to tearing your uh, ACL and his knee. He's a jumper. (laughs) And so uh, he tore that ligament in or tendon in his knee and had to get his knee repaired. Um, a lot of intense work. And I was able to support him in that way though, because of the structure of the business. And because I even had this business, I cannot imagine not having this business, not working from home and being able to support him in that way. He's fully recovered now and his, he's his, uh, goofy self, (laughs) uh, but that was 2019. Okay. Then we're getting into 2020, right? This, uh, in March, 2020, business tanked for a lot of people, including me. I had several clients who had big events planned that just didn't happen. I had one of my favorite clients, the Life Coach School, decide to take things in-house. They were already moving that direction, but the timeline basically got sped up. And people were reacting because we uh, had a global pandemic and our country was going into lockdown, both the US and Canada. We recovered And then Black Lives Matter happened. And our business actually grew a lot because of that, because people were pointing to Black-owned businesses, which we happen to be. And it I really struggled with that, actually. But uh, maybe that's another podcast for another day. Um, But 2020 had lots of ups and downs. And then even into 2021, my team has over 10 people now. And my role is totally different. I'm actually, I don't get a lot of time to like play around on social media. My day is managing my team and managing clients' expectations. And it's totally different. It's a totally different ball game and lots of lessons learned. I fell on my face again this year, um, you know, hiring the wrong people multiple times in a row. It was pretty intense. Um, 
I fell on my face by, because of the poor hiring decisions, not delivering quality work to clients. And so we had several clients just leave. One client we even had to give a massive refund to. It was painful. Um, But so many lessons learned from that. And now we have a much better hiring process. We just hired some amazing people that I'm so excited about. And we're primed for an amazing year. And I wanted to share all of this to just give context to the journey of the business, this online Drea business, because some of you are new here, or even if you've been here for a while, it kind of looks like all glamorous on the outside, right? You go to my website and you're like, this girl looks like she has it all together. And what you don't see is the ups and downs behind the scenes. And I know there will be more ups and downs (laughs) along the road. That's just part of owning a business. Um, So I wanted to take this episode to kind of share that with you and also celebrate seven years in business, kind of a big deal. So thank you so much for indulging me in this episode. If you related to anything I said today, can you send me a direct message on Instagram? I would love to chat with you. I love using the voice message feature. Um, I just think that you know, we don't have to feel so isolated in the challenges and wins we have in our business. Um, And I want to kind of continue that conversation. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next week. Bye for now.